0: You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. I want you to get your Bibles out and I want you to go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 starting in verse 25 through 34. We're going to deal with something today that I have to be honest with you. I'm a little concerned about teaching about what I'm about to teach about. Uh, and the reason being is, is because some of this is, it, I, I'm, I always get a little bit concerned when we start teaching about concepts that are sometimes difficult to, they are biblical concepts, but they are sometimes hard to bring them into our practical kind of everyday life. Does that make sense? Yeah. There, there are concepts of the word that we all can talk about, but if we talk about them and go, but how does that apply to Tuesday?" Right? Some of us can struggle with that. And so I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best today to talk about kind of a a very biblical, supernatural, kind of almost even like a feeling concept, but make it very practical today as the best I can, okay? All right. So let's do this. Let's pray. Let's pray before we jump into this. Father God, I'm so thankful. Father, I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful for Your Holy Spirit that You sent. Father, I thank You that today that Your Holy Spirit is in this place revealing Your Word, reminding us of everything that You taught, changing our hearts. God, I, my prayer is, and, and our commitment right now is that as a community, our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and our knees are weak. Father, let us be honest with You so that real change comes. I thank You for today. In Jesus' name. And everybody send. Amen. 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 All right. I'm going to ask the band to do something real quick. Can we turn the band down in the monitors? Thank you. I was just getting caught up in the music. (laughs) I I want to ask you this question. I want to deal with something today. And the question is that, that I have to... For those that are like note takers and you need a title for everything, I'm not going to title this message. But if I were to title this message, the title of this message would simply be this, what am I sending into tomorrow? Very, very interesting title in a sense of, okay, again, all of a sudden we're not talking about what is in the now, we're talking about the question is, what am I sending into tomorrow? Okay? And I want to deal with a couple of things because most of us, if we've read Matthew chapter 6 and we understand this and we, we, we already know, we know one of the things and one of the options of what we can send forward into tomorrow is what? If you just look at the heading of this chapter, what is the thing that we can send forward? Anxiety and what? starts with a W. I'll wait. Worry, yes. So one of the very things that we have the ability to do is to send into tomorrow worry. But, but I want to deal with that because I want to, I want to, I want to deal with that because I, I didn't want to skip over this, chunk because I do believe that some of us struggle with this, but I think there's also a bigger problem than even worry of what we're sending into tomorrow. But let's look at what Matthew uh, writes here and what Jesus says. It says this in verse 25. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more, more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And, you not, and are you not much more valuable than they? Verse 27, can any one of you by, worry, by worrying at a single hour to your life. I have to be honest with you. When I have found myself worrying, I, I, I felt like all I have done is stolen hours away from my life. How many of you have ever got caught up in worry, literally, and you kind of look back on the day and you go, I literally wasted half a day on that thought. I might have even breathed and eaten and, and gone through my day, but I wasted the day because that worrying thought owned me. Am I the only one on that one? Okay, good. I just want to make sure I wasn't alone here and that we aren't liars. All right. Verse 28 says this. Real simple. It says this. And why do you worry about your clothes? And see how the flowers of the field grow? They did not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear, for the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Everybody say that with me. Your heavenly Father knows. We're, we're terrible at this. We've been doing this for 14 years. You are terrible at this. I love you, but this is one of our failings. I'm just saying. Let's try this again. Our Heavenly Father knows that we need these things. Okay? And then I love this. And in, in, in the very last one in verse 34 it says this. Therefore, do not worry about what? Tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay. So let's just deal with this, because I, I wanted to kind of just push through this one, because there's a bigger problem than sending worry into tomorrow, and I believe honestly that some of us, when you sit there and say, well, well Pastor Chris, I, I don't worry about tomorrow. I, I, I've kind of matured past that. I, I, don't, I don't concern myself with tomorrow. Well, good, good. We'll get to you, because I do believe that there's a bigger problem, but I do want to deal with this subject of worry, okay? Okay. And so, I want to make this practical of what this looks like. What, is, look, what does it look like to send worry into the morrow? I'm glad you asked me that question. Brandon, can I have your help? Crew, can I borrow you for a second? Jack, can I borrow you for a second? I want to show you what worry looks like. Brandon, go stand over there. This is my friend Brandon. to say hi, Brandon. He's never met a stranger. He's never met a stranger, all right? So I want you to see this. Jack, I want you to come and stand right here. Crew, you come stand over here, okay? So I want to show you what worry looks like and what it looks like when he says, don't send this into tomorrow. So, can you hold these? Here, hold this one, then hold this one, and, and then hold this one, and then hold this one, okay? You got that? Hang on to those. Don't drop this, okay? I need you to see this, Okay. Follow me on this. I'm trying to make this practical because some of us don't understand what it looks like to send worry into tomorrow, okay? I want to help us with this first. Before we move to the other problem, we have to deal with this. Let's all say this is going to be Jesus in this scenario, okay? I know it's a struggle, fiance, I know, I know, all right? But we're going to say this is our vision, meaning as a child of God, our future focus is always Christ, right? We're always supposed to be looking towards Christ. Well, here's what worry does. Worry, if this is me, right? If this is me right here, worry is sending a projection of myself into tomorrow, hoping and worrying about whether or not these boxes are going to be filled with what I need. Are you following me on this? And what happens is this. Worry builds up. I project out what I might not have. I hope I have that. I'm worried I might not have that. I'm worried that this is all going to work out. It might work out. Maybe it'll work out. I don't know. And what happens is we project, meaning what gets in the way between us and Christ is this future projection of ourselves of whether or not we're going to have what God already said, don't worry, I got you. Are you follow me on this? Yes. Anybody ever done that? Yes. Anybody ever had a vision of themselves lacking, failing, falling apart? And that vision is the thing you send into tomorrow. This is why Jesus said, Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't send worry into tomorrow because when you send it there, it is just a representation of. It is a false representation of what you think you have or don't have. And that vision of yourself is going to come between you and me. You follow me on this? Does this make sense? And this is one of our struggles. We have the ability, Jesus right off the bat, knowing how we are, knowing our human nature. And this is a human nature pattern. The problem is, is I'm no longer bound by human nature patterns. I'm bound by the pattern of the kingdom. And this is not a pattern of the kingdom. And Jesus says, Listen, I know that your mind, I know how I built your mind. It's always thinking, it's always projecting, it's what you do. You're always, I designed you to be future thinking. I designed you to be future projecting. I designed you for that. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't project this. Because if you project this forward, it's going to get in the way of you seeing me. And you're gonna focus here and then this becomes this becomes the problem. Everybody understand that so far? Huh? Okay, you can sit down just for a second. Go put those boxes right there. Guys, you can sit down. So, okay, so you would sit there and say, well, Pastor Chris, thank you for fixing the whole thing concerning worry. Thank you for dealing with that. Uh, boy, I, I needed that. And, and you know what, man, that's my, you know what, I don't even have that problem, but I'm gonna go share that with somebody because I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't project worry out into the future. Good, because I truthfully don't believe that that's the problem of our day. I don't believe that our struggle is projecting worry into the future, but I do believe that we are struggling with what we are or what we are not projecting into the future. Let's look at this just for a second. What do I mean? I want you to go with me real quick. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 17 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 and 18. 18. So if our struggle is not projecting worry, projecting an image of ourself lacking out there and having that come in the way uh, between us and Christ, then what is the issue? And you have to understand this. You have to understand this. Worry is a scheme or a plan of the enemy. It is designed to steal your future vision of what Christ wants for your life. You follow me on this? worry steals away your ability to see again we just we, we we just spent 4 weeks on this praying talking about prayer and understanding God's will God's will is always we are always praying God's will to do what come meaning we want to see it meaning not just today but we are future we are literally praying the will of God in the future to happen. So we are constantly wanting, we're called and we're taught, this is what we should be doing. But worry steals that. But here's something else. If the enemy, and this is where I think that the church and I really believe that this is a word for today for most of us in this place. If the enemy cannot steal us and steal our future by getting us to worry, then, then what does he do? Because the enemy... I have to be honest with you, I've never dealt with the enemy when maybe I've overcome something and he just goes, fine, you win, I'm going home. Like, it's never like that. We face an enemy that does not fight fair. We we face an enemy that does not come against us and just go, okay, you beat me, I'm done, I'm going to go home, I'll leave you alone now. He goes, okay, well, if I can't come at you in that direction, I'll just come at you in a different direction. Right, I'll just, I'll just come at you in a different direction. I will do something else, and, and this is what he does. Brandon and Jack, I'm going to need you just for a second. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 through 18. It says this. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweigh them all. So, follow me on this, So, and underline this. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So here, follow me on this. Jesus, would you please come and stand over here? Thank you. Jack, will you come over here again? Crew, will you help me with these boxes? Jack, go stand right there. I want you to see this. Give those boxes to Jack. So now... Jack is no longer projecting out a as something that is. He's not projecting out a picture of himself that, that's that's empty worried. He's not doing that. He's beat that battle. I, I don't thank you very much, buddy, but he doesn't need that anymore. He's he's not worried anymore. So so how is the enemy going to beat him? How is the enemy going to take him out? This is how it happens, and this is where I think most of us. Struggle. What happens is, is, he goes, if I can't get you to worry, I'll just get you to focus on the cares of the day. I'll just get you to focus on the fact that you're dealing with COVID, that you're concerned about vaccines, that there's a job to do, that there's bills to pay, that there's, fa- what am I, I going to do with my family? How am I going to raise my children in this environment, right? I'm going I'm to deal with you. I'm going to give you, in your boxes, I'm going to give you the concerns of the day. So if I can't get you to project out the worry of this future person that's lacking, that keeps me from doing anything, I'll just fill you up and make you so focused on the things of the day that you still lose sight of where you're supposed to be going. Does this make sense? And here's the thing, guys. Uh, Just just over here for a second. You're, You're cutting off my backside. The issue is this. I think most of us, if we've been around church long enough and that, sense, that understanding of worry kind of comes on us, we just go you, go, you, we go, you know what? God, I know you got me. I'm not worried about tomorrow. God, I know I'm in your hand. I know you're going to provide. I got that, all that. But I do think, and I, and I think for us where we're at in this moment, especially in the environment that we are in, especially in the world that we live in right now, it is so easy for us that a Monday becomes a Tuesday and a Tuesday becomes a Wednesday and a Wednesday becomes a Thursday and they just keep rolling and nothing seems to move forward. It's almost like we're in a groundhog day a, a, a cycle. And, and the problem is, is and, and again, we were in a groundhog day cycle when we were back in lockdown, remember that? And it just, like, you literally had to wake up and go, I don't know what day it is. I, don't, I have, I have no, did anybody else lose track of time during all that? I had, no idea, I had no concept of what day it was. None. Zero. Right? I, I just knew it was a new day because the sun came up and I'm like, I, I guess we're still doing this. Okay. All right? And that was a type of, of just getting in this cycle where days turn into days and another day and another day. But I think now what's happened is we've moved into the place where as believers we're like, we're not worried about the future. God's got us. But... There are so many cares of the day. There are so many issues of the day. There are so many pressing matters that you have to fix on Facebook, right? There are so many people that you have to change their mind. There are so many conversation and arguments that you have to make sure you win. Like there's all these things. We gotta get this done today. And all of a sudden these cares of the day build up on your life. And instead, I'm not projecting worry anymore. But here's the thing, I'm not projecting anything anymore. You follow me on this? And as a child of God, follow me on this. The enemy wins if he can get us to project worry, but he also wins if a child of God stopped projecting faith. You follow me on this? We are called as children of God, if we are called our entire basis of our relationship is based on having a faith that is constantly going forward. It's on a faith that's constantly believing God for my future. In fact, even how he taught me to pray, God, let your will be done today on earth as it is in heaven. Like, I want to see this happen, not just today, but in the future. Like, I'm constantly even praying that God lead me. That's always going forward. So everything, we are called, we are designed. In fact, the Bible says, I can't even please God without faith. Like I am called my whole existence should be a person that is projecting faith forward. But what happens is is we get so hung up on this that it blocks our eyes and we no longer see the vision that's in front of us. Listen, I'll try to be silly to make this practical to us because I believe that we're caught up in this. I believe that the church isn't moving forward because the church isn't moving forward. Did you hear what I just said? We're still the church, meaning you haven't lost anything. You didn't lose your salvation. You don't need to rededicate your life, whatever that means. I call it just repentance. Like you don't have to do that, but we are not moving forward. Why? Because we're not moving forward. Thank you, Captain Obvious. But this is how it happens. How does the church stop moving forward? Oh, we believe in Jesus. We believe that He's got us. We don't worry. But the cares of the day steal our vision of the Christ we follow after. So yeah, we're not sending worry into tomorrow, but we're not sending faith into tomorrow. All right, thanks, guys. Let's let's move on. I want to I want to show you this and make this really really practical. Are you still with me today? Listen, I'm not trying to entertain you. I'm trying to give us a weapon here to break, us, to break this off. Because I'm going to just tell you something. If you still have air in your lungs, he's not done. And as a church, we have got to, st- we're not saying it, but we have, st- we have got to stop acting like we are just waiting for the, for the sky to crack open and Jesus to come take us. Listen, I want that to happen. But I'm going to be honest with you, and you've heard me say this a hundred times, I'm really, if I see it in my lifetime, great. But if he gives my boys another three generations of leading people to Christ and and being godly men in this world, because when he comes back, it's done. I'm not waiting for him to just get me out of here. He's never told me to act like that. He's told me to constantly have faith and not focus on that which is, which is not eternal and that is just passing. Don't focus on just this. Project faith out forward. And the church has stopped doing that. We're stopped, we've stopped talking about what we're believing for, for tomorrow. And I want you to see this. Go to Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to give you a great example here. Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 12. So Paul... If you know the story of Paul and his experience, right? Paul had a great, very just great life, right? He has this encounter with Christ. And then from that moment on, he's healthy, he's wealthy, he's taking care of all of his days, he's the head and not the tail, he, he's, he's never, nothing ever bad happens to him, like he just lives this great life, man, I mean he gets set up, right, he, he, gets, he gets on this preaching circuit, right, he gets tape series and people are following and coming to his conferences, like it's awesome, Paul has this great life, no, no. Paul's an encounter with Christ, and everything goes sideways. Everything goes sideways. In fact, Paul, after he gets done preaching in Jerusalem and preaching there, Jesus comes to him again and goes, you're going to have to carry my message into Rome. And he's like, yes, another preaching circuit. But what he doesn't realize is he's going to be in Rome, and while he's in Rome sharing the gospel, he's going to be doing it from a prison cell. But I want you to see this. I want you to see the heart of what it looks like to not be concerned with the things of the day and still be projecting forward faith even though the things of life are happening. I want you to see this. In verse 12, it says this. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace, guard, and to everyone else that I am in chains for what? For Christ. And because of my chains, most of my brothers and sisters have become what? Confident in the Lord and dare all the, and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. He's writing to the Philippians. He's writing not to the Philippians, but he writes to the Ephesians and the church in and, and, uh, and, and Colossus and, and the book of Colossians. And he writes there. He's writing all of these books, which we would call the, uh, the prison epistles. He's writing all of these books, forward thinking, projecting out. Hey, I am. Where is Paul at when he's writing this? I am in prison. I'm not doubting that this is happening. I am, in the, I am living in the middle of COVID. That's real, right? I'm not some believer that just says, oh, no, this isn't happening. COVID's not happening. No, 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 no. No, it's, none of this isn't happening. I'm not living through a pandemic. I'm not living through something that, that nobody in my generations have lived. I'm not going through that. No, 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 no. I just, no, no, no. I'm in jail. This is real. Life is happening around me, Right? Things are a struggle. Yeah, there are some things that I, I would not have picked to be a part of this, right? Like how many of you, when you think back to like the, the early 80s and 90s, and you were like, oh, can we just can we maybe have some early 80s and 90s, some bad pop rock music and, you know, and, and where things were, were just about like, you know, like uh, candy rings and all those days. I mean, can we just go back to those easy days? no. I'm living in a time where there's a pandemic going, where the, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've noticed or watched on the news, but right now we're in this really kind of rough environment when it comes to our political atmosphere, right? I don't know if you've kept up, I've uh, uh, been watching that, but yeah, I am in the middle of that. I am absolutely going through that. Uh, Brandon, I've got surgery tomorrow, right? That, that, is that going to happen? It's going to happen, right? So yeah, that's going to happen. Did you choose that? Did you want that to happen? By the way, stop playing kickball at 41 years old, okay? I'm just saying. What are you doing, man? Seriously, grown men playing volleyball and kickball. Come on now. We're past that. We're past that, right? Past that. Lawn chart, something like that. All right? We are in... I need you to see this. We are in a space that, yes... There are some things that are going on in our world and in our life that are a struggle that we surely wouldn't have chosen, that we wish we could just get rid of. But the reality is, is I, my goal is to not focus on these. Even though this is still going on, I'm still called to be looking towards Christ. I'm... I'm still called that even if I'm in jail or in the middle of a pandemic, I don't make everything about this. Do you notice about these letters that Paul writes and to these churches? This guy is literally writing from prison. If I was writing these letters, it would be about the food that I was getting, the treatment I was getting. It would be so consumed about my experience in prison and what I have and what I don't have and what they're doing to me and what's not fair and what's not right. Like this would be my experience because I would be so consumed with where I'm at in this day. Are you following me? But yet a believer that still has their eyes fixed on Christ and is still projecting faith forward can look and honestly take stock and go, wait a second, yes, I am in prison. Yes, there are some things going on. But I'm not going to miss sight of what Christ wants to do in this moment and what I'm also still believing for Him to do through this. Are you following me on this?" Church, listen to me. I, I I am concerned for us. I I generally am concerned for us. I I'm concerned for myself because I've seen it in myself. I've seen myself allow Monday to turn into Tuesday, Tuesday to turn into Wednesday, and I'm just doing a job, or I'm just doing this thing, or I'm just doing laundry, or I'm hanging up a robe again, or I'm just do, you know just vacuuming the floor for the sixth time in the day. Like I'm just doing these things that I normal that normal human beings do every day right? And I've realized in myself that I get caught up in just days turning into days and I find myself seeing going, I'm not believing for anything in the future. I haven't put my faith forward towards Christ at all. I'm just trying to get through this day. I'm just trying to make it through this day. I'm not worried about tomorrow, but I'm just consumed that Yep, needs to be vacuumed. Yep, a robe needs to be hung up. Yep, I got to go do a job. Yep, I'm going to have to. Like, I'm just consumed with my day, and nothing is future thinking. And we wonder why the church shows up one Sunday, and the same church shows up the next Sunday, and really nothing has changed other than a calendar date. And this is how it happens He gets us to focus on that which is temporary, and He gets us to focus on that which is not eternal. And he steals our vision that we are called, not asked to, but mandated, that we are called to have a vision of, uh, of faith into the future. I, I love this. I, I stole this quote from somebody. It says this, The eyes, the eye of faith sees beyond our, our present reality and places its feet firmly on the divine revelation given by Almighty God through the Word made flesh. I love that. The eye of faith sees beyond our present reality. It doesn't deny it. It doesn't deny that you got to go to work. It doesn't deny that there are bills to be paid. It doesn't deny that you're in a world where you got to raise kids in a society that seems crazy. It doesn't deny any of that. It doesn't deny that you're going to have to have surgery. It doesn't deny that we're in the middle of a pandemic. But the eyes of faith see beyond our present reality and place it at the feet of of that which is eternal, that which is in front of us. Church, we have got to shift gears. Church, you are called. Kathy, you are called. Crew, you are called. Sonia, you are called. Mike, you are called to have faith. Faith for what? Faith for everything. Faith for your family. Faith for those that are around you that are lost faith for faith for your job faith for your fight faith into the future god i want to see your will be done when not just today but in the future and i want to be a part of that and if i'm out of position today i'm not going to be ready for when you when i get there so god god i always want to see this I, I i i never i'm not going to deny this is going on yeah i'm in prison i'm in prison right now that's my reality but I'm still going to be looking forward and seeing you. See, this is where I get worried. I have to be honest with you because this is one of those messages where it's like, yeah, yeah, rah, 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 faith into the future. That sounds great. Woohoo, love being charismatic, right? Because it sounds like these rah, rah things. But this is, so, I'm telling you, if we don't get a hold of this and understand this concept is affecting, and if you don't get a hold of this concept, the enemy will win Monday. I promise you. Meaning like if you don't grab a hold of this and go, wait a second, the Holy Spirit is trying to shake me a little bit and to make me raise my head up, not to deny what I'm going through, but to put my eyes on that which I'm supposed to have my eyes on. If you don't, I promise you the enemy wins tomorrow. Wins. Wins. And guess what? It's so easy when you get on this slope. How many of you, be honest with me, how many of you have gotten literally? It's like seven days have passed, and you look by and go, "What? What? What? What, what did I accomplish? I'm still breathing. My kids are clothed. The bills are paid, and and, and you know the house is clean. And I took little Jimmy to t-ball, and and whatever. I, I did those things, but but eternally, did I? Was there? Was there anything? Like, was there anything eternal, that which I'm called to, that which I sing about and raise my hands about? Oh, God, you are good. Oh, God, you've done great things. Oh, God, you've called me to great things. Is there anything that I've looked back over the last seven days that I've projected my faith for and believed God for to do something miraculous in the middle of the natural? Has anything happened? No. Why? Because I'm telling you, The enemy is not fair. If he cannot win at the battle of worry, he will win at the battle of making you focus on what you have in your hands today. And Monday will become Tuesday, and Tuesday will become Wednesday, and Wednesday will become October, and October will become 2022. Do you realize we're coming up on 2022? Guys, I don't want to go into 2022 and look back on 2021 and say that there was nothing I projected my faith out. Man, I'm glad I made it through 2021. We're not called to just make it through. We're called to have an impact on the world around us. And the only way we have an impact on the world around us is if we are projecting faith forward. I am called to send something into tomorrow. Jesus said, don't send worry, but I am called to send something into tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure I'm constantly sending my faith forward into tomorrow because that always is pulling me forward and now the enemy can't win this day. Does this make sense to you? Listen, I'm serious about this. Again, I'm not worried about rah-rah things because this is one of those messages where we get real excited and pumped up and we can shout about it, run around the building. I'm going to have faith. We've been saying that for years. And the enemy is okay with us saying that for years. We've been singing about it for years. We've been been chanting about it for years, praying about it for years, but I look back and go, how many years has he won the day? How many years in my life has he won the day because I have not seen his scheme in this battle? Are you following me on this? I'm gonna read this one last time and I'm just gonna close with this. 2 Corinthians says this, so how do we do it? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is what? Temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. You have been called to fix your eyes on something. You have been called and designed to constantly be looking forward. The creator of the universe, designed in your DNA, church, for you to always be looking forward. This is how we do it. And this is how the enemy doesn't win the day. And this is how the church of Christ moves forward. You hear me today? Let's pray. It's a simple truth. It's a simple scheme of the enemy. You know, I want to just give us a moment before I pray. Because the reality of this, you know what needs to come? What needs to happen right now is is if this has made you aware of this, is that we need to repent. No, you need to ask God to forgive you. Father, forgive me for allowing me to focus on that which is temporary. Temporary. Come on, let's take this time to do this. What I love about the kingdom is there is no pattern in us that ever changes without the first step being repentance. There has to be repentance first. Father, forgive me for walking this way, which is what I have been doing, and help me to walk in your way. Thank you, Father. Father, I just pray for this house. I pray for this house, and and we as a house make a commitment that this week the enemy will not win the day. Father, we have already committed, and maybe we've matured past worrying about tomorrow, but we have lost the day with focusing on what is in our hands. Father, we repent. Father, forgive us. And Father, I pray because of that and as we project our faith forward, we project our vision forward unto you that by next Sunday, this church isn't the same because you've moved us forward. You've moved us forward in maturity. You've moved us forward in the things that you want to work in us and work out of us. You've changed the things around us because you want to do supernatural things in the midst of our natural world and we want to be a part of that. So, Father, I pray that, that on Monday and even today as we look forward, Father, that we are seeing you, that we are projecting faith into tomorrow. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen, amen. amen. We'll stand to your feet. Come on, did this help anybody today? Come on, I know this is a simple truth, meaning it's one of those things where I I don't want to belabor or stand on anything else. This is a weapon against the enemy that is fighting you, church. Do you hear what I just said? I'm trying to put in our hands weapons of battle. This is one of them. This is one of them. Fight the fight, church. Fight the fight Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 9400 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.